I did kind of flirt with another guy on a date that was not my date. (laughs) This was a mistake. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember how old I was, but it was definitely one of my first memories. Um, Even going back to, you know, I, I couldn't have been more than six. And, uh, I was super sick, you know, like, like flu sick. Mm. I mean, I wonder whether, whether it was a flu or not, I don't remember, but I was just like God awful, sick, bad. And I remember laying in my living room and my mom putting on Fox and the Hound on TV and we had this really small, 20-inch TV, which at the time was great, yeah. by the way. At the time, it was a massive yeah. thing. It was at least but, the size of a 50-inch you know, but TV. But like for, for perspective, <laughs> now in my this same living room that my parents have, we have a 55-inch TV yeah. that I bought for them a few years ago, and we think that it's too small for the living you know it, it, it's so it's, crazy it's so yeah. crazy we go back to what we were talking about a while ago with technology and all that shit but so i saw the other day matter of fact it was yesterday it was a 37 inch smart tv at walmart and it was like a phillips i mean i mean it's not the best of the best but it was 99 dollars. yeah wow. tvs are so cheap now it's so stupid when did that change because like <laughs> they used to be so expensive it, they were silly uh, the first time yeah. I, I was right when i graduated high school and the lcd tvs had just just come out and this was the first time now, you know, Vizio is a monster company now. Yeah. Everybody knows what Vizio is. This was still back when nobody knew what Vizio was and it yeah. sounded like a sketch thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I they got sold them at Sam's Club. Sketch. Yes. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember my buddy telling me about these Vizio TVs and 32 inch TV. Well, you know, they make computer monitors that big now on the regular. <laughs> and yeah. and it was a 32 inch TV and it was the first time I'd ever heard of one being under $1000 and it was like 800 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I had graduated high school and I had a job, like a 40 hour a week job working for a power company and you know, I was making $5.15 an hour. For real, <laughs> building power lines, oh, but it was kind of a. It was one of those things where they 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 screwed you over because they made you think like this was a special thing, you know, like this was the thing that. Now, granted, it did round me pretty well being fresh out of high school and being able to go work with older guys and learning a work, you know, work ethic and um seeing real life things I, I didn't go work at like radio shack or i didn't go work at you know american eagle or something like a lot of kids have that story of you know working at mcdonald's or something but mm. so i went to work at an electric power company and i was a groundsman and building power lines well i remember we go back to, to the tvs and i wanted to freaking cool tv you know and 32 inches was 
all that I could afford at the time. And they didn't make anything but like 42 or something yeah. maybe. And in LCD, you know, they had the plasmas, but people talked crap yeah, about right, these plasma right. TVs. And um, it was $800. It was the first time I'd ever heard of one being under a thousand bucks. And I told my mom, I said, hey, look. I'm going to buy this TV for sure. <laughs> I need you to go with me to Dothan and help me buy it because I did not have $800. <laughs> and she said, okay. And this is, a, this is another thing, which is not a mistake. This is totally opposite of not a mistake <laughs> podcast, <laughs> like anti-mistake <laughs> podcast. My mom and dad, from the time I was old enough to understand money, really – instilled in me the nature of do yourself a favor kind of money handling and and everything you do with your money make sure that you're doing yourself a favor and so she taught me how to draw out a loan mm. and I got a loan when I was 18 years old for a $800 TV mm. with it was $117 payments over the course of you know what seven or seven or eight months um, with interest, and uh, I mean, I remember paying that. I remember writing a physical check out for yeah. $117 and some odd cents every month for, I'm assuming, eight months to pay for this TV, and that is where I started building my credit line. But going back to how cool the TV was <laughs> for $800 compared to what you can get now yeah. for it's so crazy. You know, 80 bucks. Yeah. It is nuts. And actually, right now, that TV that I bought when I was 18 years old is in my mom and dad's bedroom and still running strong. Well, there you go. It was worth it. Vizio. Vizio. For the win. <laughs> That's it. Big time. All right, let's go back to that 20-inch TV that you were about to tell us um, a scary story about. Okay, so, yeah. Um, you know, I don't remember how old I was. Really young. Not not old enough to put the whole story to something, right? Mm. And I grew up Southern Baptist for sure, mm. and I'm sure I had at some point in time. I don't I don't remember exactly, but I guess everybody does who grew up in that kind of feel of church mm. or feel of any sort of religion mm. where it's just like drilled into you. I was monster sick. I was I was really, 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 really on like the the short side of death. I f I'm pretty sure for a five year old or six year old. And I remember my mom put in the Fox and the Hound VHS, mm -hmm. and I watched Fox and the Hound. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember when. I mean, obviously, I remember Fox and the Hound, but I don't remember that specific viewing. But I remember it going off, and I remember there being nothing on the TV. And I remember it was around Easter, and maybe even Easter morning for some odd reason. But I remember being alone, dark, in the living room of my parents' house, which I lived in, by the way, from the time I was born to the time I moved and went to college. Like, that's not my only house. And they still live there. It's the only place I've ever known as my home. So this living room, the TV is just, like, either black or staticky like it used to be. And 
I was like, I literally remember hearing voices in my head. Mm. And I'm sure this had a lot to do with the sickness. This yeah. is not me just being a total religious super freak. Oh my God, that's not me at all. But I do have this. I really believe that children or that small kids either A, believe something strong enough that mm-hmm. they can make it up yeah. to visualize when you talk about imaginary friends or, or like harming like harmless imaginary friends or even these harmful imaginary friends you hear these crazy stories about that too or the voices in your head or or whatever but i remember so vividly this voice in my head telling me that god wasn't real Mm. you know for sure it was saying that Hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. And then, you know, I just remember being like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, it is. (laughs) And, you know, me saying, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, it is, over and over and over and over again, you know, lying on the couch at five or six years old, and, like, to the point where I was screaming, yes, yes, he is, you know, he's he's like, he is real, because I've been told that he's real. And however much I knew about him at the time, you know, I, I knew that was real. But mm-hmm. The people that I trusted in the world told me that he was real and told me that whatever your this crazy voice inside my head's telling me, like, to go, you know, suck a dick. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I know who's telling me. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was fighting this thing, you know, in my head. And I was fighting it out loud in words. And I remember my mom coming in. To the living room, be like, you know, what the hell is going on? Well, what are you saying? Like, yes, it, yes, he is for, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and granted, you know, I'm super sick, so I'm yeah. really out of it, yeah. you know, almost like a kid on drugs, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, and my mom's sitting down with me and saying, and my mom's not a super religious person by any means, but she thought that it was the right thing to, you know, just send me to church growing right. up. And, and I remember her just, she was so good at just saying the right things. Yeah. Um. She didn't explain it. She didn't know. You know, she had, I mean, I know that this happened. And, you know, if me and my mom talked about it today, which we haven't forever, we haven't ever talked yeah. about this specific situation. But like, I know that she would be able to recall this time where she had nothing to say, yeah. mm-hmm. but she was just, she told me, she said, well, no, no matter what you believe in, you just have to fight it. Yeah. You know? And, you know, that goes from such a dark thing from a five or six year old hearing some weird voices telling you that, that God's not real Yeah, over and over again, like audible voices with, you know, this pulsing image of a living room, you know, probably as your heart beats or whatever, as being a really young kid and just probably running like 103 fever, like on the, yeah. the, the brink of death probably for a five-year-old. And, and then my mom coming in being like, no matter what you believe in, you, you, you just got to fight it out. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that kind of, that kind of, 
thing that stuck with me forever. Yeah. So you go from this super I feel like dark that instilled a value in you. Yeah, you go from this super dark thing to this really enlightening thing that my mom probably said on a whim. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because as great of a mom as she is, she's 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 no philosopher by any means. <laughs> and and for her to say that, you know, she just said the right thing at the right time yeah. at so many crucial parts of my life. Yeah. She just said the right thing at the right time. She's just as clueless as anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But she said the right thing at the right time. Or or, or at least the thing that stuck with me. You know, she said the right thing for me, you know, and, and I, that, that's so special. And, and even way back to when I was a kid to say that yeah. in that ass, in, in that, you know, moment of time where you have this kid, you know, that's super sick that on Easter, I believe watching Fox and the Hound mm-hmm. saying that essentially that the devil is in your brain telling you <laughs> that God's not real and her just being like, Hey man, look. You just got to fight for what you believe in. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that is you believe in, you got to fight for it. Yeah. And, you know, continuing with life, you know, whatever that, that thing is that you believe in constantly changes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that same mindset is still something to, you know, hold on to. Like, stick that shit out. Yeah. Figure it out. Fight for what you really want to do or yeah. believe in. And it could get you in trouble. Or it could really like pull you out of some really serious shit. And I think more times than not, it's pulled me out of some really serious mm-hmm. shit. You know, that thing that I heard when I was five or six years old. Yeah. But I do, I, I do believe, I, I don't know what's going on in this whole universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't claim to, I don't hold fast to a certain thing that I believe in when it comes to that. Yeah. But I do know that there's something crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I do think that, that there's a, a a skin that we build up as we get older. Yeah. But I, I don't think there's anything that as intelligent if I, as I've always tried to be and as realistic as I've always tried to look at things. I do believe that as we get older, we build this skin where it gets thicker over time. And as we get older, we're not able to see certain things quite the same way as when you're a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like I just... Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah. Because just like shit like we're talking about right now, I think everybody you talk to, or at least like a, a vast majority, has some stupid stuff that yeah. they have to say. Yeah. Like some stupid, weird, creep you out kind of stuff. And that never happens when you're like 35 years old. Yeah, you know, no, I don't hear yeah. a lot of 35-year-olds saying, yeah, you know, I saw a ghost under the bridge. <laughs> well, I feel like you justify and try and r- rationalize everything so immediately and when you're a kid it's just you see it for what it is like you see that weird shit for what it is and i think that's what it is i think stuff happens and then so many adults or like whenever you grow up people in your school or something mm-hmm. everybody's like well that's like you're weird that's just weird that that's something that yeah. doesn't happen yeah so you do build up a wall and you kind of close that side of, yeah. of yourself off yeah yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm pretty it's, sensitive. It's a nat- I think like, it's semi-natural yeah. to, to yeah. do that yeah. because even if everybody, like even if us three, you know, it's like we were the same exact age and we were friends growing up and, and you have a little bit of different things that happen, like everything that I hold true and everything you hold true and everything that you hold true, I might think that whatever happened to you was 
crazier than mine. I'll be like, your stuff is silly. My stuff's real. And then right. you, that's just ongoing cycle of right. yeah. telling people that they're full of shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and I, I think that that's a, a holdup for sure. I feel like I was trying to think of something that was like along the same lines, but I just feel like I've been like sensitive to like environments kind of thing where you, like you said, like where you grew up was just dark and I've been to places where I'm like, it's just heavy. Like everything feels heavier. Everything feels like there's just something about it where it's like, it just feels, I mean, from like a spiritual standpoint where it feels like it's just dark and there's a presence or there's something wrong. Yeah. And I've been to places like that, but I can't really think too much about like any specific time where I was like, no, that was something off. Something supernatural happened except for like, not even supernatural all the time. Well, like the trailer park that I grew up in people, kids mostly have like gone missing. And Mm. then there were these two kids that I grew up around. They were like a year younger than me. We weren't really friends, but we like all lived in the same trailer park. So we would hang out occasionally and their dad, all the other, all of us kids knew their dad is just weird. And yeah. then whenever the first girl went missing from the trailer park, I was probably 14 or 15 at that time. And this girl was nine. He somehow became like involved in the investigation and they found all of this like child porn and Whoa. just tons of crazy stuff. And I just go back and think of like all the times that we were invited to their house like yeah (laughs) and he like he didn't work he was home all the time yeah it's just it was a crazy place yeah it was just a weird time well even okay so just what you just said made me think of something that i think about a lot is is like how every little thing that you do affects or decision you make or your parents made for you or whatever affected your whole life, you know? Yeah. And and it kind of goes back to the whole premise of what I think this podcast is, is making mistakes and how it affected your life and how Mm -hmm. it shaped Mm -hmm. everything that you are. Mm -hmm. But every little thing that you do, your whole life, really, like a decision, every decision you make, like affects it all. Yeah. Yeah. And and me and my buddy were talking about it uh a while back thinking you know, you hear about your you know people from you, that you went to high school with or people that you were in college with or people that you knew once upon a time and they've gotten, you know, in serious trouble. They made really bad decisions and they or or even like I hate to say that on the low end, they've gotten DUIs or Mm -hmm. they got like some random chick pregnant or Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, like on the the low end to the high end. You know what I mean? Like I'm from Andalusia, Alabama. We got a spectrum of crazy (laughs) shit that happens all the way from like, you know, I know somebody who has four DUIs, you know, and he's in his 20s to people who got accused for murder. You know, like that's the spectrum of things. And... I'm not saying that I've ever been in the realm of being accused from murder by any means or being in <laughs> some crazy stuff like that. But just think about how many small choices that you made mm. of why you're not in jail. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Think about the, 
like small, small choices that you made where you were a little too intoxicated and there was a, something in your brain that said, walk home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, you know, go to sleep right there on your buddy's bed right. or yeah. on the couch or yeah. whatever. Instead of getting in your car and driving home and then you running into a family of four. Yeah. You know, because it's so easy. Like that is it something is. so easy that could have happened that I know I've been there. And I think that most people who they're honest with their self that could say, yeah, for sure. I've been there. Yeah. I could have made that bad decision. Yeah. Right. Or even if you want to go even like more heavy, the, the decisions that you made in life where, oh yeah, I, I didn't hook up with that particular person. And, I don't have, you know, my life didn't change because of that, because I don't have HIV or AIDS. Right. Because I decided, hey, you know, maybe there was something inside of you just said, hey, you know, you know, like, get out of here or yeah. or whatever. And it's just those small decisions that I've been lucky enough to have made that yeah. I'm not in the exact same position yeah. as somebody else. Right. And that's why I think that, that people are kind of pieces of shit when they look at their self and say, I didn't make those decisions. Yeah. That's why I am where I am. Right. Yeah. I look at myself as being like, oh man, I'm extremely lucky. And they're, you know, they, they, they didn't necessarily hit the bill like I did right. at the right time. Yeah. Well, we could be the same person, right. you know, yeah. you know, that one time when I was, you know, you know let's say 23 years old, when I got trashed at a buddy's house uh, because we were all being stupid and, and and maybe because he said or like, hey, let's play PlayStation instead of saying, hey, let's go to the bar. Right. Yeah. You know, like that one little thing yeah. could have changed my whole life. Right. You know I mean, like I, we could have been like, oh, yeah, you know, thinking it's a good idea. Hop in the car and then try to drive 10 miles to go to the bar. And we could have gotten a wreck and yeah. killed a bunch of people, and that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. But instead, we had some you know, Oreos and played PlayStation or yeah. whatever. Such small things yeah. change the course of people's lives. Right. And and I I really think that I'm I'm of the opinion that stuff happens, and and that's where I'm at in my life, and and I know that I could be somewhere different, yeah. and I think that we have to realize that that such small things could change yeah. people, oh, you know, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not such small things yeah. I mean, just minuscule things. Well, I feel like it goes ideas. back to us talking about how when we're adults, there's no one to tell us stop and there's no one to tell us don't do that. And so it's up to us. And so we have to like, listen to our gut and we have to listen to like that voice inside our head saying, you've had too much to drink or you've gone far enough or don't go on a date with that person or just like listening to that intuition that's inside you because I I believe it comes from somewhere and that it's, I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in God, but I, and that's just me. But at the same time, I think every single person, whether you believe in it or not, like you could say you have that gut feeling where it's like, don't do that thing. And there's a reason. And then maybe you find out later. But I think also today we're a lot more aware. Like I was just thinking when you were talking about 
growing up and, um, like even people that like being on like Bumble or a dating app or something, I'm like, I don't know if this person's a serial killer or not. Like, and, but, but I have that thought and it's like, how trusting were they 20 years ago where no one really thought like, that's not a possibility. Yeah. Who's going to kill somebody? And then there's a dude in the trailer next to you who's it has child pornography everywhere. Yeah. Like it's You're just, so right. The world has changed so much, and I think that we're so paranoid. I was talking to someone recently who, like, is kind of in the same position as me, and we were like, you literally on these apps, like, you match with someone, and you match because you're – physically attracted to that person and maybe they said something slightly clever in their bio and you're like okay cool let's see if this person's like a real human first of all and then try and start a conversation with them and then you had to figure out if they're not a serial killer and then you're like i'm meeting up with a stranger you know it's alone and i hope i don't get kidnapped just as crazy as what we just said about if going going let's say far right about you know going to the dark side uh-huh. you know because of something that you did one little decision it's also one of those things where in your in your case where we're talking about these online dating things and you're texting or or typing on a computer or whatever and you don't know this person yeah. you know like for example us three if I said something like super off the wall, really off the wall, crazy, you could, you, at this point, you could probably just write it off. Right. But you don't write stuff off when you don't know anybody. Exactly. And you're going to know someone and over so you a text could, message. So you, you could, don't know sarcasm. You don't know yeah. if they're joking. You don't know if that's just like. So it's who one of those are. things where you could have, you could have, in that same scenario, you could just like miss the the perfect person because they said something yep. that they thought was funny for a split second. Yeah. You know, and you didn't get it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this yeah. dude's a weirdo. <laughs> and I'm like, boom, I'm done. Yeah. And you go exactly. on for forever and, and you you're never so know. so quick to say, eh, no, there's more out there. It's weird. <laughs> It's 11 o'clock. It is. Bye. We only recorded for three and a half hours. <laughs> Bye. We have like we have 12 minutes of content. <laughs> this is a mistake. Okay. We think it'll be a good But match. Josh's idea of this is saying that guy looks good. Don't go talk to him. <laughs> I'll go. I can go talk to him. Okay. You, you talk to them. You feel them out for okay. me. Well, congratulations. Whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You won. <laughs> You guys are in line to get married now.